Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first episode of Winging It with Benson Ills. Two good friends who love to talk smack with each other. So we're going to first start off talking about the NFL and the hot topics in the NFL. And uh, my name is Ben. I'm uh, I'm the guy who keeps these two apart so they don't strangle each other. Yeah, we do. Uh, with these two bozos. Exactly. So, so, so the first thing I wanted to get into, which I think is a great way to kind of, you know, ease our listeners into uh, the NFL, is everybody loves predictions. So I want to know your initial thoughts. You mentioned it's the best sport. Well, well, I'm not going to say that because I'm an NBA guy. You know that. Don't don't bait me like that. I'm 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 an NBA guy, but but I I, I hear you, man. I hear you. That's a, that's a future conversation for a future. Come on, get 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 it out of your system. Say what you want to say. Trash the NBA and their and their uh, CBA and all that if you want. The worst. It's the worst CBA in all sports. I don't think there's a question about it. Okay, give me the reason why. The players are in full control of the league, basically. The inmates run the asylum. It's ridiculous. It's just, it gets worse and worse. Each time they've had agreements, they've gotten worse and worse. Yeah, but I'll tell you one thing. In, in defense of the NBA, the NFL is an owner's league because it's a sport about a team game. There's no real face to the besides like Tom Brady because he happens to be handsome. If you if I see most NFL players on the street, I wouldn't be able to recognize them. NBA players, the players are the brand. People go and buy LeBron's shoes. They don't go and buy Tom Brady's cleats. You know, like they don't like they wear helmets. Like NBA players are are completely what? You think fans care more about that? Well, I do think that because it's in terms of marketability, if you're going to see, you know, like if you go to China, you won't see Tom Brady jerseys, you know, you'll see like Tracy McGrady jerseys because he played with Yao Ming once upon a time. Why the hold on, hold on. like crazy. They, 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 they topple any other sport. There has to be something to that. So, so can well, I... Nas- nationally, yeah, nationally. Okay. Betsy, speak okay. up. You're, you're okay. too quiet. You're too quiet. So, so I kind of agree with both of you. And on the one hand, Ben is correct that NBA is about the players. They are the face of the league. I get that point. However, and I think that it's not so much even the CBA, but it's more of a combination of the CBA with players who have smartened up and have learned how to abuse the system. I don't think this was, you know, like LeBron, I have a lot of criticism for him, but at the same time, I have to give him credit. He is fully, fully, he knows exactly how to use the CBA to his fullest advantage. He was the one who created the time, you know, one 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 in one, how to call that, one-year one deal and a, uh, with an option for the second year and then keep on cashing in, cashing in. Building. Yeah. These types of things... I mean, you can blame it on the CBA, but you also have to give credit to the players for knowing how to, you know, wow, maneuver through it. Yeah, but, but, but it's, all, it's also, you're comparing apples to oranges because in football, like, the average career, what is the average career span? Like, four years, five About years? Like, five years. Yeah, so, like, you, there's non-guaranteed contracts. Like, what kind of leverage do the players ever have? Like, what kind of leverage can they have? In the NBA, it's like, okay, you know 
a guy can play 10 to 15 years minimum at, 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 at least seven, eight years at a really high level. Well, so, like, people can – yeah. My problem is players sign the contract, abide by the contract. The NBA is not like that. NBA well, yeah. Superstar after one year could sign a five-year contract, did not be happy, and teams uh, teams and players okay. just start booting him. So let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. What about what about Le'Veon Bell? Le'Veon Bell was a top. He's like the Stephen Curry of football. That's like the equivalent of him sitting out. He sat out and didn't get paid. Who cares if he didn't get paid? But but the fact that he can do that, you know, you don't see that in the NBA. So you're acting like the NFL doesn't have these issues. That's a logic. I mean, you you can't tell someone no. You have no right to actually not take the money and not play. I mean, there's no. there's no, I mean, what were you going to tell him? He's saying, look, you're willing to pay me this. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to sit out. If in the NBA someone is willing to sit out for a year and not get paid to get where he wants to go, fine. But you can't use less. But that doesn't that. happen. That doesn't happen. Even even Anthony Davis, he the, the NBA threatened to, like, fine the Pelicans and it's Anthony it's Davis it's if it's he sat out. I mean, he didn't sit out. He, he, he played less minutes, but he still played. Like, people paid money to see Anthony Davis. So, I mean, I, I don't think it's a good thing. Look, I think the NBA has issues, but, like, to say that, like, it's I, – I don't like comparing sports. Because then if we're going to start comparing sports, you could say baseball, you know, has the the best system for the owners because they don't have to pay the players till they're past their primes, and they don't make any money while they're in their primes. And then, like, you know, the con- and then also, like, minimum contracts. You have guys, like, backup caliber, like, second baseman, uh, making like five million dollars a year, which is a joke. So, 100% so, NBA so I, of, they need to, the players have to have less control somehow, some way. I don't know how they go about doing that. Be yeah, like, but with so, with social media, you know, and like if you look around the world, just how things are working, like people, like our wives, our our cousins, our friends, people are people we know are becoming brands. Just for doing nothing, just for just for like having a personality on Instagram, and now they're like a brand. So we're entering a time where people are becoming brands. So in that sense, I think I think like you you have to embrace how the world is going, and like even in the NFL, you're going to start seeing more more things moving towards the player because people start recognizing them. People they have their own followers. Back in the day, owners had all the control. Now the players are so out there, they're so connected to their fans that. They, they're going to start calling the shots more, you know? That's that's a great point. And I was actually going to say that the point, social media I... point actually applies to the NFL because whereas before you did, you did mention that the NBA, the players are the face, and the NFL is more about the team. However, I was actually yeah. going to say, and then you kind of just said it, that with the media right now in the NFL, players are getting more more uh, attention, let's say, of course. than they ever have before. And yeah. You can maybe make an argument that that plays into, you know, the Le'Veon sitting out of here. I mean, when players and people feel empowered, it does make a difference. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and and I think and and I think that's why you know, like you're you're going to see it happen in the NFL too, not to the same extent, but like players are starting to realize, like, wow, we actually have a voice. We actually have, like, like look what Kaepernick did. You may or may not agree with what he did and how he handled it and everything, but, like, he's making more money now than he ever made as, he could have made as a player. So they're realizing that, that, you know, 
you can like guys are starting to do uh, like wow I can I can I can have an online personality where I'm where I'm doing like you know YouTube recaps or I'm doing you know like a a show on Fox on on Fox Sports and like these guys have other ways of making a living now so they they have more leverage on the owners you know that's that's really what it comes down to. However, and I agree with you, and I'm not as upset as as, as Elon in terms of the way the CBA is necessarily structured in the NBA, meaning the amount of money and the way the players kind of run where they want to go. But here is my main issue. I understand why it's happening. You, it's not. I don't know if it's really possible to stop what's happening, but to me, where we lose with all this is that we are losing the concept of rivalry in the NBA. In fact, yeah. I don't even know if there is even any more concept okay, of so rivalry. Okay, so here's the thing. Here's not the, here's only the thing. is there not rivalry. Only true. It's not only. Rivalry. Not only. Wait, yes. It's not only, okay, there's a lack of rivalries, but now it's mm-hmm. become a buddy-buddy system. Okay. You know, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm address that. I'm, I'm going I'm to address that. First of all, it doesn't it, matter where, not, because of social you know, media... Yeah, but I'll tell you, because of social media and, and because of just the way things are today with marketing, players don't need to play in New York anymore. Like, you can play in Oklahoma and you, you're, you're still, you're still, no, 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 I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to explain to you what, why players feel empowered to go wherever they want, okay? Because they don't really care, like, they'll feel like they can go to the Brooklyn Nets, even though the Nets have, they will last in attendance. Because they feel like they have the power, they can control things. And the reason why this is happening in, in sports, not just in the NBA, but mainly in the NBA, is because of the AAU system. All these guys, they, like these guys back in the day, like you had these like real men, like Carl Malone, you know, and like, and they they weren't so friendly Bruisers. off the court. Bruisers, but they weren't so friendly off the court like Charles Oakley, like these old school guys. These old school guys don't exist anymore because these guys like LeBron and Carmelo and all these guys, they've been playing with each other since they were like ten in AAU. So they're friends. Like Giannis Antetokounmpo is not going to start a, a super team. He said it himself because he's like, I didn't grow up in this AAU system. You know, and you don't see you don't see guys like Dirk Nowitzki, you don't see guys like Dirk Nowitzki doing that. You don't you never saw that. You see that with with these guys who grew up in in America in this AAU system and the reason why and I can make an argument in terms of parity the last year it was always LeBron or the Golden State Warriors within the NBA winning. But if you go back, you know, every, there was pretty much, besides the 04 Pistons, everything was like a dynasty. You know, the Spurs had a dynasty, the Celtics had a dynasty, the Bulls had a dynasty. Well, not like right, other teams yeah, were winning. but you know what? But there was rivalry, even though the rivalry usually ended up, you know, towards one side. You have Knicks, Bulls, you know, 100%. But still... Was it really a rivalry, though, the Knicks, Bulls? Was it? Even that there was dynasty. It was. It was a rivalry. That's yeah. my point. I don't mind the dynasty. I don't mind if the Chicago Bulls with Michael Jordan win six out of eight championships. No problem. If well, now it's not, but, but here's the thing. It's not a team rivalry anymore. It's a player rivalry. That's the but difference. That, how many? Name me some player rivalries in the NBA right now, please. Well, I'll tell you. Like obviously, it's 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 Kevin Durant, Kawhi, and and LeBron. That's like the the triple rivalry, and then you put the Golden State Warriors. Kawhi is rumored to ninety percent go to the Lakers. By the way, there. Forget about now. I'm not talking about the future. I'm talking about the past. I'm talking about this past year, the year before. Like it's always been these guys who are like vying for the top spot, 
And like, it's, it's, look, do I think it's good for the league? In some ways, it's good for the league because what happens is when you concentrate all this talent on one team or on a few teams, other teams have to be more creative, have to step their game up. So then you get a better product on the court. I mean, if you go watch a game from the 1980s in the NBA and you watch a game today, okay, they were more physical, the rules were different, but you're producing a better. You don't think Adam Silver wants parity in the NBA? Or he likes I don't think. I, I think he likes. I think he no no because I think I he think likes. So. He follows the money, and this year, for yeah. example, this year, for example, like he was. I think he was upset that LeBron didn't make the playoffs. I was thinking he was upset that LeBron wasn't, didn't make the finals because the finals, as good as they did in Canada, you know, fifty percent of the Canadians are watching it, but overall, it was you know the it was reason, down from previous down years. In general, the entire playoffs. Yeah, because who the hell wants to watch? Like Kawhi Leonard's a robot. He's not like an exciting player to watch. And it's a Canadian team. So you want to, like, LeBron gets the eyeballs, you know? If Kawhi Leonard is playing on the Lakers or Clippers, I disagree. I disagree. You know, you know the thing about Kawhi Leonard, besides that shot that he hit, if, if, throw me like a crazy stat about Kawhi. Throw out a crazy stat about Kawhi. Like, what has he done in his career? He's the, he's the best player in the league, but he doesn't have any stats that, like, you look at them, you're like, that's the best player in the league. He has nothing eye popping. Yeah, so there's nothing eye popping here. He's like he's like Tim Duncan, but like a small forward, you know, like just like Tim Duncan in a different type of body. Exactly. So he so like down, on the defensive side, he shut down some people. Like he shut down Giannis. Like, oh, I, I agree with you. The eye test, he definitely passes the eye test. He's definitely the best. He's definitely the best player in the game, in my opinion. But in terms of like the numbers, when he retires and you look at it, like if you could look at his numbers and Westbrook's number, you're gonna be like, wow. Whoever this guy, who's this guy putting up 30, 10, and 10 every night? But in reality, on the court, you're like, Westbrook isn't that good, you know? He doesn't need to win. Did you guys see the YouTube video of LeBron taking the free throw and Leonard checking in and he makes yes, yeah, yeah. where he's like totally dejected? I mean, yeah, that's exactly. very telling. That's, that's, that was yeah. actually yeah. interesting. So let's, let's go LeBron back. LeBron showed frustration for Leonard yeah. coming you know, in. You guys don't think the NBA wants that? Like the NBA fan in general, they don't want to have parity. Is that what you guys are saying? No, I, I think I think it's good to have parity, but I think they want I think they want their stars to be successful. I don't like parity. I want parity. I'm a Knicks fan. I need there to be parity. <laughs> <laughs> if I ever want a shot at, at winning anything. Here. <laughs> so so but the, but but the problem is is that uh, you know I think Silver is more interested in like are his stars in the finals. That's what he wants. Um, and I think that's why he's talking about doing this playoff in the middle of the season for, like, the bad teams because they want to make some intrigue. It's an 82-game season, and, like, you know, you got to mix it up somehow. Baseball has a 162-game season. Like, you're not going to change it because of the statistics that you would ruin, you know, for, for other – for, like, how do you judge people on the Hall of Fame? How do you – you know, like, everything changes once you change it from an 82-game season and a 162-game season. Now the whole sport changes. So I think that, that they're, you know – trying to come up with something creative is, is uh, they're innovative that's what I like about it Silver is constantly open to things look what he did the lottery this year I don't like him more than David Stern but I think I give him credit for like listening to like what the fans and what people are saying and he actually he has a progressive changes. mentality I think yeah he's I different think than the, 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 the go, go ahead I will there. say something there's a very very interesting trend that has been kind of happening in the past few years where Kind of guys aren't fans of 
teams anymore as much as they're fans of players. And they kind of just follow players even more than teams, which just goes to show how much NBA has become so player-driven. And it's like, in one way, you can say like, okay, I mean, that's a natural progression, you know, uh, uh, like what you said before regarding how, you know, people connect to the players, they see them, now you add social media, add the CBA agreement, add, you know, all the star power and all this stuff. But we were always, yeah, we were always fans of players. Towards such a thing. But, but we were always fans of players, come on. What? You were always fans I mean, of players. Fans of, no, I mean, yes, we're all fans of players. Let me so tell you something. All of my friends who are NFL fans, most of my friends who are NFL fans who grew up in New York are not, like, Jets or Giants fans. So that proves that we've always followed, like, oh, why is someone a Cowboys fan if they grew up in New York? It's because they watched Emmett Smith and Troy Aikman and Michael Irvin. That's I the mean, reason I why. I I was, my favorite player in the NFL was John Elway. I followed him like crazy, but I was a Jets fan. Yeah, but you didn't. You probably didn't start out as a Jets fan. You probably started out as a Broncos fan, and no, then you got convinced by. Started off as a Jets fan, fell in love with Elway. I remember even when the Jets played the Broncos in the AFC Championship game, I was kind of happy and sad because I'm like, look, it's a win-win and a loss-loss in a way. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it was like you know, but but. The NFL has like more iconic players than the NBA has, I think. But, oh, let's hear this. Let's, let's, let's hear this. I want to hear your argument. Going with that, Ilves. Bet you agree? I want to hear what you have to say before I agree. You're talking about currently or you're talking about historically? Historically, yeah. I can name you. Okay. Wow. Let's hear about I'm it. I'm not sure. Because you, you think, that, you think John, I think if you ask the average person in the world if they know who Johnny Unitas is or if you know who Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is, I think most people will say they know who Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is or Michael Jordan. Like, like it's just Johnny Unitas. I don't know if that's a good comparison. I mean, he's like the titan of the sport. He's like the what about iconic. Terry Bradshaw? Lawrence uh, Taylor. I don't know. There's, 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 there's been iconic. Yeah. How Lawrence many people know Lawrence Taylor? Taylor? Come on. These guys, these guys are not. These, you can't compare them to like Magic Johnson, NBA, Michael Jordan. NBA globally markets himself better than the NFL. That's for sure. Well, yeah. it's also, it's a global sport. Yeah, they invested in, like, it's, first of all, it's, you, it, football is ultimately an American sport. So it's not going to ever really reach out. Like, I know they're trying London, they're trying all these things, but let's just say on a national level, you can maybe say that. But again, I think a lot of it has to do with the marketability of NBA being a player's league, or and always has been about the player. And football has always been about the team. So, like, I, if you want, I, I think we should make this. This should be the debate: Is Tom Brady greater than Michael Jordan in terms of the goat status? Oh wow, what a question! And I've thought about this for a long time, and I'm not sure no. I even have the right answer. Jordan's yet. better. Okay, I, li- I like that you said that. No, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why very simply, guys. Simple answer. Very. This is the easiest answer. And by the way. Anybody who makes this argument, like the dominance of Tom Brady, and again, you have you had um, Belichick and you had Phil Jackson, so people, you you can't say oh they they had the system. Let's just compare them as players. Let's hear your yeah, argument. for sure, for sure. I want to hear the argument. Jordan had more of a killer instinct. Flesh out your argument. Jordan had more of a killer instinct. And he, I mean, I don't. You don't like remember the times he's like lost. Yeah. 
playoffs. Well, he didn't lose. He didn't really. I mean, he lost. He didn't lose in the finals. But again, it's, I, it's very hard I to get to the Super Bowl. Really but yeah, it's very hard to get to the Super Bowl at all. And Brady. And by the way, Brady could easily be. What? How many? How many titles does he have? Five, six. Yeah, uh, right now. Okay, and how many finals has he been in? Nine. Okay, so he has the same amount as Are Jordan. You sure but about that, you sure here's the, here's the, here, here's the interesting thing about Jordan, by the way, about, about Tom Brady. Tom Brady, I believe, all of his wins in the Super Bowl have come down to like one play. Um, just, aside from this, aside from this year, you remember Seattle, the Seattle series, both Giants. Um, so Super Bowls. The, he never went to Game Seven in the finals, Jordan. Yeah, that, that's what I was getting to. But here's the ultimate argument that nobody can really refute about Michael Jordan being the great, the goat of any sport. Forget about athlete, because LeBron's a better athlete than Michael Jordan. He is made in a lab. What makes Michael yeah, Jordan different? Is, yeah. Well, I'm saying what the reason why Michael Jordan is greater than Tom Brady is because I can convince you that if I put, um, you know, if I put Peyton Manning in place of Tom Brady on the Patriots, that they could possibly even win more titles during that run, during that span, okay? I can convince you that you could put Aaron Rodgers on the Patriots and they would be even better than they were, okay? But I can't say the same thing. No, of course not, but you could even, you can make the argument and you could be scratching your head being like, you know what, maybe you're right. But with Michael Jordan, I could say put him on the 90s Knicks with Patrick Ewing, and they're still winning the title. So the thing is with Jordan is that he, he was so he was so amazing. He was so be- he was so much better than everybody else. Like like the best player, like name the second best player after Michael Jordan. There's, the gap is so wide that I don't think Tom Brady has that kind of gap. Like I think going into every season, people are always like. You know, it's close between Brady and Rodgers. It's close between Breeze and and Peyton Manning. And now it's like, uh, you know, you, you can. There's always somebody who's like you can argue in the beginning of the season is better. Also, I, I don't think I think Brady's better than those guys. I, I don't. Yeah, but but look at him individually. Uh, yeah, he's great in the pocket. He's great like he's great in in in, in difficult situations. But he's he has like his foot speed is very slow. He has some limitations. And you have yeah, to, but, but you have to you imagine. Also use this, okay, but you could also use this as a as an argument against because record, Tom Brady does record, not Brady even have. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Tom, and I fully understand what you're saying. I mean, look, Michael Jordan is the best player on the universe in any sport. Yes, in a way, okay. no one can argue that. However, you are just going to say Brady's foot speed is slow. His arm is mediocre. You know, he, he's scrawny, he has no mobility, but these can be arguments towards actually his credit because Tom Brady has done something in NFL standards, separate for a second from NBA standards where Jordan actually did not mm-hmm. surpass really, I mean, you know, he, he won six straight without losing and no one ever did that, but... In terms of, you know, his accomplishments, people have accomplished what Michael Jordan has accomplished. Brady has accomplished in the NFL something that no one has ever accomplished. The amount of Super Bowls that he's played in, the amount of Super Bowls that he's won, Mm -hmm. with less talent than almost every quarterback in the entire playoffs every year for the past 10 years. Every year. 
Brady, his arm is mediocre. That's 10 years. He cannot, 16 years. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My bad. 16 years. You want to hear, you want to hear my, hold on, hold on. He's doing this. He's doing, he's doing what he's doing, okay, with mediocre arm strength, no mobility, never had players around him that you can, okay, he had players, but never had quality, quality, quality wide receivers around him the way Jordan had a Pippen and a Grant. I don't think that you can say that Deion Branch and Wes Walker and, you know, uh, you know, um, yeah. If we're gonna if we're gonna compare if we're gonna compare it to another sport if we're gonna compare it to another sport obviously there are the Spurs and he's Tim Duncan you know like he's had some talent around him much more than that no much more than that okay yeah he's more than that Brady has works with less than every other quarterback in the playoffs and he's working with less talent guys less talent. And from that standpoint, and I made this argument to Ilz, and I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not saying I'm right. I could be wrong. However, I think there's an argument to be made, not necessarily that I think that it's, you know, 100%, but there's an argument to be made that he might be the greatest player of all time. Based on the fact that he has done the unimaginable with less than everybody in terms of talent and in terms of we had around him. The well, here's the thing. But here's the thing. Let's compare. Let's compare let's apples to apples. Let's compare. Let's compare. Let's compare apples to apples. Let's compare apples to apples, guys. If we're just comparing the greatest of all time, you can make an argument that he's not even the greatest football player of all time because he's a quarterback, and you could say Lawrence Taylor. You know, if you had a draft of all the players in history, Lawrence Taylor might go number one because you can get a great quarterback later on, you know, in the second round or whatever it is. You know, so yeah, but that's more that's more positional politics. I mean, yeah, but you don't have but you don't have that with with Jordan. That's what I'm saying. Well, you, you, no matter what, you take him number we're one. Playing with, and there's five people. You're playing with five starters. In the NFL, there's so many variables right. to go on, so then you, I don't know if you can really... Betsy, Betsy, Jordan yeah. hated to lose more than any athlete I've ever seen. It's not even close. Yeah, that, that's sure. true. That I agree with. Um, I don't know. Brady, Brady hates to lose. He's but he's not, he's, he's, he's not... Again, and I agree with you guys. And, and look, at the end of the day, Jordan is most likely the greatest player ever in any sport. But I think that Brady kind of goes under the radar in terms of how little talent he's always had around him and how little talent he has. I mean, he was a sixth-round pick for a reason. He's a sixth-round pick. Jordan was the third pick in the draft. Tom Brady was, what, what was it, 181, 187? What was Brady is doing right now, he's 42. Like, no acting ever done this. And he's he's also, look, I've been talking about it with you that, you know, some of his passes fail, you know, he's, he's underthrowing, he's wobbly. You know, but at the end of the day, somehow, some way, he can beat Patrick Mahomes in the AFC Championship game. How? How? At 42 years old? I don't know. Well, it must, it must be very difficult for you. Must must be very difficult for you as a Jet fan to admit all of this. You know what? It's hard, but at the same time, Brady's one of those rare, rare people that I've learned to tremendously respect. You know, mm-hmm. Jordan also. Jordan, you can't tell me that you didn't have respect for Jordan when he was beating us. You can't tell. Yeah, I did. You can't I tell did. That. 
You did because you said yeah. something and special. You're going to be looking special. We're going to respect LeBron also. Absolutely. Not. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Are. That's a podcast for a different day, and I am yeah, yeah, yeah. ready for now. Stop hating. Stop hating. And by, no, but guys, guys, I I only have a few more minutes, but uh, the next that could be the next podcast. But I think you should talk about also next time we should compare. You know, Woody Johnson, the Will Ponds, and Dolan, and just oh, figure oh, out who's, who's the worst. Because we have three of the worst owners. Yeah. <laughs> don't even talk, go there. I won't I go there Daniel, now. But. Daniel, Snyder, Daniel Snyder should be up there also. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. Okay. So that, that's, that, that's for another podcast. But, guys, one more, just one more topic before we go, because this is something I wanted to pick your brains on. Well, actually, two things. Uh, predictions. Who are your Who are your sleeper picks? to early predictions before you know all the off season moves. But who Who do you guys have winning this year in the in the Super Bowl? Who's facing off? And and then I want to hear your top your top five quarterbacks. What is it? Make my predictions uh, end of August, but early season. Skills. Uh, I want to hear it. Go. You want to reveal our picks, or should we just wait till till then? First, first, give your Super Bowl prediction. I mean, the top five quarterbacks, I think we should just make a pot about that. We can do that. No problem. But let's get the – I want to see what your Super Bowl prediction is. You sort of know. I mean, right now, if I had to choose, I usually wait till right before the season in case there's any injuries, but I like the Colts and the Eagles. <laughs> what are you laughing at, you bozo? Because it's a biased pick. It's what you want. It's, it's not what you really think. It's what you want. No. If I yes. Cowboys fan. Yes, you oh, pick, when we did our top five, <laughs> the audience should know, the audience should know that Ilf over here, who I love dearly, picked Andrew oh. Luck as the number two quarterback in the NFL coming into the season over Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Aaron, I mean, Damn come right. on, I mean, come on, this Don't is biased, this is Why? not objective prediction. What do you have right against Andrew Luck? I don't understand. I don't you even have him in your top five. What do you have against him? I have nothing against him, but someone who has not even made a Super he had Bowl. Nothing last year. Well, he guys, this is why this is why I wanted a top five. Got sacked eighteen times. You tell me a quarterback that gets sacked only eighteen times in a season who's not going to have a career season. Go back, find me a QB that had the lowest amount of sacks in the league have a bad season. Come on. So guys, give no, us your top five now. This, this this is this is leading into the top five question um, Nancy, topic your, anyway. Super Bowl pick? Why don't you why don't you throw it out there? You'd throw some balls. Come on. My top five quarterbacks. No no no. Your your Super Bowl pick. Top five. My Super, Super Bowl pick. My yeah. Super Bowl pick. You're gonna like this one. The Jets first. No, I <laughs> wish. The Browns. What about the Browns? Do you have any hope for the Browns? Predict that. No, I think that the Browns are going to have chemistry problems, and I think that they are going to these these team, NFL teams that are overloaded with stars, as opposed school. as opposed to the school. NBA. Usually, when a team overloads in stars, it falls apart. It doesn't usually last the distance. Okay, maybe the last school. time it was that a star-studded NFL team actually made it to the Super Bowl. The Rams last year. I don't know if you can call them star studs. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. They're, I mean, yeah, they, I mean, they had Aaron Duff. Like I mean, their best player didn't play, but their best, okay, what? Their best player didn't even, barely played in the playoffs. 
Where is their star wide receiver? Where is their star wide receiver? Their well, quarterback is mediocre. Enough, enough blabbing, and I want to hear what you have to say. Because <laughs> I'm right. Okay. Um, I think that this year is going to be the year of Kansas City. And my surprise pick for the NFC. The Giants? And no, no. But I feel that the NFC is weak this year. I think that there's a lot of flaws in a lot of Wait, teams. Did there's you say the Giants? There's a lot of talent in the NFC, but I think that there's a oh. lot of flaws. I'm going to go with a surprise Atlanta Falcons to make the Super Bowl. They will lose to the Chiefs, but I think the Atlanta Falcons are going to be a surprise team. why did you just guess the Giants? I don't know. I just want to put it out there for those Giants fans. Okay. Oh, it's messed up. That's, that's, that's horrible. I think that's the, that's mean. the Falcons are as, are as bad as you Nick fans. Oh, God. Oh, God. Well, at least, at least they won two titles recently, so that's fine. Uh, wait, but, but one last thing. You just give us your quick top five QBs because you already talked about it. So we already we, so, we we so we made a podcast about it, but I don't know. It didn't really fall through. Oh yeah, yeah. But he forgot to hit the record button. <laughs> no, so I'll, I'll start with mine. At yeah. number five, I have Russell Wilson, who has been probably the most consistent and underrated QB in the league. The last five years, I mean, every year this guy puts up flawless numbers. He carries his team. He does everything he has to do. He does more than he has to do. We agreed. We agreed with us. We agreed. Yes, I Russell Wilson at number five, and I think that's a good spot for him. At number four, and I'm putting this only in terms of where he is now. In look, Tom Brady won the Super Bowl, and he's the greatest quarterback ever. But at 43 this year. And the way his arm has been regressing, I don't think you can put him at number one just from the fact that he's Tom Brady. At this point, if we're going to be objective about it, you got to put Brady at four. No, you put Brady at three. I said Brady at three. You're right. I'm sorry. Aaron Rodgers at four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad, my bad. Aaron Rodgers at four and then Brady. And the reason Aaron Rodgers is under Tom Brady. I had Rodgers at four. We both both agree the top. Yeah, we both have Wilson. I had Rodgers as an increase. Yeah, Wilson, Rodgers, Brady. We both agreed are five, four, three. Rodgers has been has in the last 16 games is 12, 13, and one injury prone. He's been erratic, a little bit wild. Even though his interceptions are, are non-existent, he could, but he could, he could be back to number one next year. If he, I mean, any of these guys could be number one. Any of them could, yeah, of course. When you're doing top five QBs, it's hard enough as it is. And then, so just, and then you're kind of Benzie out of nowhere put. Drew Brees is number two. Guy. I I put Drew Brees wow. out of nowhere. Ben, Ben, I have a question for you. At number two, okay, if you had a choice between Drew Brees, Super Bowl champion, future Hall of Famer, put up career numbers Betsy, last year. Hold on. Who's the top five quarterback going to this NFL? He put up career numbers. Cares. Career Cares. numbers last year. That's irrelevant. He's a Super Bowl champion. He's been as consistent as anybody in the league. Hold on. I, I want Ben's opinion here. Would you put Drew Brees or Andrew Luck? No, I'm going to shock you guys. I'm going to say Daniel Jones. That's my, that's my, my, no, I'm going to go with Bree, I'm going to go with Breeze from, from a historical perspective also because I think you still have something left in the Andrew tank. Luck and had nothing last year. Luck, he had a great offensive line, but that's Luck it. had a great offensive line. He played fantastic. 
He's a great player. He's going to be a stud. Most likely he's going to win a Super Bowl. He so might even go down in the Hall of Fame. But you cannot that, put him above Brees. Spencer, you're saying Drew Brees that is better, better year than Andrew Luck, right? Is that correct? Sorry? You're saying, you're saying Drew Brees is going to have a better season than Andrew Luck this upcoming I really think so, yes. All right. I think that Andrew Luck... I think that Andrew Luck again, he's going to be a stud, but you got a little bit hold and hold the brakes on him. So guys, so I'm assuming I'm assuming Mahomes is number one, right? Mahomes number one, no question. What he did last yeah. year was, I don't think you can ever say that a first year starter in the NFL ever had a season the way Mahomes had. It is almost yeah. mind boggling, almost like video game yeah, numbers. It was just incredible. It was Peyton Manning, Brady, Pat, in terms of five thousand yards. That's insane. Just before before we go, because because I have I have I have a minute left. So before we go, if there's one if there's one or two sleeper guys to sneak into the top five, like if it's Darnold or somebody else, I you guys have? For sure, Carson Wentz. If he stays healthy, yeah, yeah. You got to put Wentz. You got to put Roethlisberger in there. You got to put Matt Ryan in there. Roethlisberger. Come on, come on, come on. Well, come on, come on. Matt Ryan had the best. Oh, my God. Do I have to bring out the stats and humble you? Seriously, we're going to have to do a podcast over this because you're wrong. (laughs) What is this? I can't wait to humble you. Good luck and breathe. Uh, (laughs) I'll get my numbers. I'll be prepared. And then we'll talk. Okay. Okay, so who's who's your sleeper? If I have to choose one sleeper personally, then I think you put it to the top five. That's what he's trying to if I had to sneak one into the top five, I'd probably make it Big Ben. The one – look, Big Ben has put up godly numbers, and he always – he's been, you know, top in touchdowns, top in yards and everything, except one thing I have to say. Big Ben, and the reason I don't put him in the top five, is because he, he throws way too many interceptions. And he's not throwing interceptions the way Brett Favre threw interceptions. See, Brett Favre, when he threw interceptions – that was part of his game. That's part mm-hmm. of his game. You understand? Mm-hmm. He's, he, he's a gunslinger by definition. He was a risk-taker. He, was a risk taker. he wasn't sloppy. And, okay, and that was his game. However, Big Ben's interceptions are bad interceptions. They, mm-hmm. are, they cost games. Big Ben has okay. cost Pittsburgh games the last few years. Am I right about that, Ilse? So, yeah. so what about what do you think about Mayfield and, and – uh, and like Darnold, I think Mayfield will be top ten for sure. Darnold, eh, not not Darnold's gonna Darnold decides to throw a lot of interceptions too, but I think he's gonna heavily improve also. I think that I mean I, I remember after I saw Mayfield that first game against the Jets, of course, out of all teams, <laughs> um, I, I was I I loved his game. This guy has a lot of potential. His size is a problem. He's gonna he's, he might he might be a little bit. He might be a little bit running around too much in the pocket because of his size and he wants to kind of like, you know, get away. He's not tough in the pocket yet, and that's something that he's going to have to learn, and it's hard because when you're that size, your instinct tells you to constantly be on the run because you're, you're, you're naturally more afraid. One you know what I mean? The so one player that he should learn from, if I was Mayfield, I would look at Drew Brees and learn from him. Because Drew Brees, the reason he's one of the greatest quarterbacks ever you is because Drew he's that size, but he can stand in the pocket. <laughs> and that is incredible. Same goes for Russell Wilson, by the way. All right. 
it'll, it'll, I'll give you the last word. Way, I just want to put this out there before we close. Is uh, Kyler Murray? I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. I think yeah. Really, really good. Yes. But you know, I'll tell even, you, even though he's even though he's kind of small, usually he's usually really good with these hot takes. When he likes yeah. a player, usually you see that player start to climb. So I'm gonna. Well, it's I'm not, gonna it's not such a big. It's not such a big high um, hot take because I mean he is highly touted. You know, like. Not, uh, he's not only a, he, he's well, a it was very a accurate quarterback, quarterback class more, in general, though. So he's, he's it's still up in the air. Field, I think. Coming out, but we'll see. Who do you compare him to? Who do you compare him to? That Russell Wilson. I mean, there's a lot of comps with Russell Wilson, but I think he's a unique player. I don't think there's really a comparison. What about yeah. him is unique? He's super accurate. He's barely, like, I think he's only lost, like, in his entire career, high school and college, he's lost, like, two times, three times. Wow. He's a winner. He's a winner. He's a winner. He's, uh, he's very smart, very, very educated, and... He's a cerebral quarterback, quarterback because I haven't watched him much. And he's, Is he he's cerebral? Fast. You know, I mean, this is another topic to discuss later on, but I feel like the RPOs, the run-pass options in the NFL is going to be like a three-point shot. Like, this, it's going to be like a new revolution. In the NFL. I, I'll tell you my reservations about that. I hear what you're saying. I get it. The run the run option, is, the run-pass option line. is big right now. But when it's fourth quarter and you're down by ten, and you and everybody yeah. and their mother knows that they need to pass the ball. These run like pass saying, option QBs like are going to be at a big disadvantage, and I don't see long-term like success you, for these types of quarterbacks. Can you, can you That's my a, opinion. Can you defend a 26-foot three-point shot by Steph Curry? No. When, they, when, they're, when the Warriors are down by 10, 15 points? That's a good That's point. I don't think let's this see, that's see. a real comparison. But I'm talking about down I mean, line. when you're down 24-13 with 10 minutes to go, you're going to do a run option? I think Kyler Murray is going to be the, like, the Kyler Murrays are going to be the new quarterbacks going into the next 10, 15 years. I'll tell you, if, so a, if a run option QB can develop a pocket presence, even, oh, yeah, yeah. They even like, presence. Yeah. even 60%, let's say, then, if he, yeah, 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 meaning so if he has the goods to deliver in the fourth quarter to be able to stand in the pocket and deliver yes. when crunch time comes, if he can do that, he doesn't have to do it all game, but if he can do it when he needs to do it, yes. then that type of QB can have success. But, yeah. like, the pure yeah, option QBs I'm like not that. into. Right, ben, ben, give Ills give the last word on this. Yes. What's that? What, what do you want from me? No, I'm saying give the last word on this topic because uh, – I want to wrap it up, and I want you to have give your final take on on why you know you think this is the future of the NFL. Because I don't think it's, I think it's indefensible. Just like the NBA three point line is indefensible. It's indefensible when they don't know that it's coming. You can't you can't you can't defend the defenses can't react to they don't know what's coming you know, and especially guys with quarterbacks that are really like fast. they don't know what's coming in the first three quarters, but eventually the game sets itself up. That they like, do know what's going to happen. That's what separates a great team from Lamar a mediocre team. I don't think Lamar Jackson is a great quarterback, but he might be good going <laughs> forward. You know? Guys, guys, we're, 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 let, let, let's wrap this up the first show. I just want to, I just want to kind of, uh, this is where I kind of see where this is going. So I'm, I'm a moderator. I'm like, uh, Molly from First Take and, you know, obviously the eye candy. 
And uh, ben, ben sees definitely Stephen A because he's biased and he's he's allowed he's the loudest, and he gets he gets very emotional and he gets irrational unfortunately sometimes. And it was definitely Matt. It was definitely Matt Max because he's getting he's getting uh, chewed out by Bensie a lot. So so, uh, but I, I I think you guys have a, have a good chemistry and this is going to be good stuff. So keep it up and uh, look forward to more shows. I just congrats want to on, say, c- thanks congrats thanks on episode one. Great job with your podcast. Keep it up. I love listening. Oh, let's let's plug let's let's, let's, let's plug my podcast. Let's plug my podcast. Let's plug it. Seven minutes or less. Seven minutes or less. Seven minutes or less. I'm saying you've done a fantastic job. I am Thank excited you. for your future you podcast. Everyone should listen podcast. to Ben. He anytime, has anytime. NBA knowledge. I actually want to. Well, you know what? I want to do a pod about Kawhi once he makes his decision. Let's do it. I'm down. I'm down for that. I'm down for that. All right, man. Guys, good night. Awesome. Thank you. We really appreciate it. No problem. Good night. See you. Good night.